Welcome back or welcome if this is your first time to the Combed Education Podcast. Let's talk hair. My name is Aras Nelson. I'm your host. I'm a hairdresser for 20 something years. Um, I've made a lot of mistakes and I've learned a lot of lessons. And my goal is to share um, most of what I've learned with you to hopefully save you some years of learning lessons um, the hard way. So this is a part two. So last week's episode, I talked about ammonia. What is ammonia? What is its role in hair color? And I touched a little bit on ammonia-free color. And so today I really wanna dive in deep um, about ammonia-free color. So more and more manufacturers and brands are coming out with ammonia-free permanent hair color. So this week I wanted to dive into what that really means. So if you didn't catch last week's episode, I'd encourage you to take a listen. Um, but one of the things that I brought up as my own opinion, okay, like I am, this is just my opinion on why the need for ammonia free color. Um, and you know, a, okay, sure. Ammonia can be damaging, especially if you're negligent, especially if you're reckless, it can cause damage. It can cause scalp sensitivities. But the way I look at it is this. I understand marketing. I understand sales. I understand branding. And I understand that in order to have a new product be successful, it's got to be different and unique and revolutionary. And I understand that you must create a problem and that your product must be the solution to the problem. And the problem was ammonia is damaging. So let's make ammonia free hair color. I said it last week, I get it. I understand ammonia-free in demi-permanent. I understand ammonia-free in um, deposit only, but in permanent color, it just doesn't make sense to me because we all know that in order to have a permanent hair color lighten a deposit into the hair, we need alkalinity. And ammonia is probably the most efficient alkalizer that we have in our industry. Um, you're going to get phenomenal great coverage. You're going to get vibrant reds. You're going to get rich brunettes. You're going to get a great lift when you use an ammoniated color. So the most common and effective alkalizer is ammonia, but let's talk about the ammonia-free color, okay? So most, if not all, um, ammonia-free color uses MEA as an alkalizer instead of ammonia. So let's talk about MEA, monoethanolamine. This is what I know, this is what I've learned, um, and I'm hoping that it'll give you a little bit of clarity. I always say this, take what works, leave what doesn't. So if this resonates with you, if it helps you behind the chair, if you feel more confident, cool. If it doesn't, do not throw shade. Like, it's cool, right? Take what works, leave what doesn't. So MEA is obviously short for monoethanolamine. It is an odorless alkaline chemical, and it is used as a pH adjuster in hair color. So it's responsible to create alkalinity so that the cuticle layers can soften and swell, ultimately allowing the hair color process to happen. But it is well known that um, ammonia is a gas which dissipates from the hair. Um, MEA is an oil or liquid, meaning that once it's on the hair, it needs to be removed from the hair, okay? So it is a pH adjuster, it is an oil or a liquid, and it stays in the hair. You have to remove it. It can soften and swell the cuticle layers, but it's not very efficient at it, and I'm gonna go into that in a little bit. 
So MEA does not have the same strength as, as ammonia to efficiently, efficiently swell the cuticle layers and fracture melanin to create a sustainable lift. Also, the amount of MEA used in most ammonia-free hair color is about six to 10%, contrary to ammonia with a maximum of 4%. So what I'm trying to get at here is they're both chemicals, guys. Ammonia is a gas, it dissipates, we smell it. MEA is an oil, it does not dissipate, you don't smell it. They're both chemicals. So just because you don't smell it doesn't mean it's not a chemical, okay? So just remember that. Also the amount of MEA that goes into hair color, six to 10% of that alkalizer versus ammonia at 4%. Um, MEA is also larger in size than ammonia with a molecular weight of 61. So this makes it more difficult for the MEA to be able to expand and diffuse the cuticle layers and get into the cortical fibers. It's a larger molecule. So we know this, the smaller the molecule, the easier it is to penetrate into the hair. The larger it is, the harder it is. So if you've used an ammonia-free color and you realize that maybe your results aren't that great or your gray coverage isn't that great or your color is slipping or fading, just know that MEA in and of itself is a larger molecule to begin with. And it's not going to efficiently swell the cuticle layers enough. Um, and it doesn't give enough power to the oxygen or the developer so that it can release oxygen and lighten. It just doesn't have it. So then the question is, is uh, MEA less damaging than ammonia. And to be quite honest, it depends on who you ask. That's why I say take what works, leave what doesn't. This is my opinion. So the amount of MEA used in the color, I believe, is where part of the issue lies. So anywhere from 6 to 10% um, of MEA is typically used in permanent oxidative color versus ammonia at 1 1.5 to 4%. So also since MEA is not volatile, meaning it doesn't dissipate out of the hair, it can remain in the hair even if you shampoo it, unless you use the right shampoo that will help um, remove the MEA. So a lot of um, ammonia-free hair color companies recommend you use their shampoo, and that's because it's got the ingredients to remove the residual MEA. Because if you um, don't remove it all the way, the MEA that's left in the hair can cause the color to darken, it can lose luster and shine, and even cause potential scalp irritation, okay? So if you don't remove the MEA fully from the hair in the correct way, it's going to sit in the hair, it's going to cannibalize itself, it's going to get darker, it's going to cause scalp sensitivity issues. So like it's not... It's not like the kale of hair color world, guys. There's still some issues <laughs> with MEA. Um, and so I wanted to read this. Let's see. So um, there was a study done that I cited this in the blog. Okay, so if you go to combededucation.com slash blog, at the very bottom of the post, you will see uh, a link to this study. And um, here were the findings. It said... The number of level three hair color products that substituted MEA for ammonia is increasing. There is some anecdotal evidence that higher levels of MEA can be more damaging to hair and more irritating 
and a correspondent equivalent of the typical alkalizer ammonia. Our interest was to understand in more quantitative terms the relative hair damage from the two alkalizers, particularly at the upper limits of MEA on head use. Here we go. In fact, all methods show an increase in damage from MEA-based formulations up to 85% versus ammonia in the most extreme case. I've read a lot of studies, not just with hair color, with a lot of things. And I get it. There's studies that can sway you to go one way, sway you to go another way. Here's the thing. Yes, it was in the most extreme case, up to 85%. But to me, that's a red flag. To me, that is a red flag. So if I'm going to get subpar gray coverage, if I'm not going to get the lightning that I want, if I have to use heat and process for fucking 60 minutes and um, do all of these things, use a higher developer to get a result, why won't I just stick to ammonia? Like, why fix something that's not truly broken? So again, this is my opinion on it. If you look into the big picture of this damage that's caused by ammonia or this the issues with ammonia, you might be surprised. You might be surprised because I don't think maybe a lot of you don't know the whole big picture, the whole truth. So A, I encourage you to look into it. Um, and B, just know that here's the thing. If you are using an ammonia-free permanent color and you are getting good results and you love it, cool. Like, I am happy for you. I'm not trying to sway you. I'm not trying to tell you don't use it. Like, do what works for you. My only goal is to share with you what I have learned, what is working for me. That's it. So there's no shade if you're using ammonia-free color. Like, don't come at me. It's cool. Um, I just know that I prefer using color that has ammonia. I prefer using dyes that have or colors that have PPD. Like, those are the results that I can count on for me. But at the end of the day, do what works for you. So I hope this got your brain turning a little bit, um, questioning some things and looking at things a little bit differently. And more importantly, I hope this gave you a little bit of clarity on what A, ammonia's job is, and what B, what is really ammonia-free hair color? What are we really working with? Um, so with that said, hope this was helpful for you. I'll catch you guys next week. Until next time, happy hair coloring.